Welcome back uh, at, uh, 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 to the Mining and Minerals uh, Investment Conference in the Northern Cape at the Convention Center there. Uh, we have in our makeshift studio, as we want to talk mineral rights in the Northern Cape Province now, the Deputy Director, Mineral Laws and Administration in the DMRE, um, Boneni Kevin Mutewana, who joins me now. Good morning. Thank you for coming through. Take us through the process of um, applying for mining rights. Where does one start and what's needed? We had a caller uh, earlier on in the show as we were working who asked that, you know, a lot of us don't even know how to even acquire a license for mining in our country. Uh, <coughs> good thank morning. You, thank you, KG, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. good morning to the listeners outside there. Mm. Look, I think for everyone to understand these processes, one needs to start before the 2004 when the new act called Minerals and Petroleum Resources Development Act was introduced. Mm. Because that was the, the, the unlocking of the opportunities for historical disadvantaged uh, peoples of South Africa. Mm -hmm. The Minerals and Petroleum Resources Development Act abolished what we used to call private ownership of minerals, mm. which made it difficult for the people of the country to apply for the mineral rights. So the abolition of the uh, private ownership of minerals means that if you want to apply for minerals in any area in the country, mm -hmm. you don't need to get the consent of the landowner. Mm. So that was a serious... Uh, you don't need to don't get need. the consent of the landowner, no, okay? No, no. But, but after your application has been processed, yeah. now there is a provision for you to consult with the landowner. Mm -hmm. But in the initiation stage, you can just apply for whatever minerals you want to apply for. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where is it in the country. Yeah. As long as you want to apply. So when the, the act was introduced in 2004, it brought three types of, of licenses. Mm. You have got mining permit, which only covers five hectares. Uh, you also have prospecting right. It does not have a limit in terms of the size of the land. Mm -hmm. You also have the mining right, which is the biggest of them all. Yeah. So, but the first stage for the applicants to, the first stage is to identify the area which is the piece of land where they want to apply, yeah. as well as the minerals of their interest. Therefore, we have got a system called SAMRAT. The application must be lodged online on the system, mm. and then we then internally process those applications. An important requirement in terms of the MPRDA and the mining charter to the development and implementation of social and labor plans by mining rights holders are the mining rights holders adhering to their SLPs? What appears to be the challenges with the implementation of the SLPs and how are you addressing them? Thank you again for the question. Uh, what happens is that when companies uh, prepare their social and labor plan, it is a requirement that they must com uh, consult with the communities yeah. and the municipalities. So once that consultation has been done, and then they will then finalize their documents and submit that to the department. But what is important to understand is that those are the projections. Mm -hmm. So they are based on the future revenues that will be generated while they are already operating. Mm. So what happens is that after the mining rights has been granted, you find instances where uh, investors pull out. Mm -hmm. So it is then become difficult for companies to implement those projects in terms of social, social and labor plan because the investors will have now pulled, pulled out of the project. Mm. So it's another process for them to go back and look for other investors. And there's the, another challenge is that 
the mining companies, they don't come and disclose that to the department. We only pick that up when Later. we are conducting our inspections. Yeah. And then we then try to advise them to come back to the department and ask for ex extension in terms of our act so that they will be granted another uh, period to, in, to, to commence with their mining, mining activities. Because from the date of the grant of the right or from the issuing of the right, they are given one year to commence with their mining activities. But, but, but there are challenges that we are aware of that we are busy uh, assisting companies to resolve them. Mm -hmm. There are others that uh, they, they, they came back to the department for assistance and we are busy engaging them. Mm. Please explain the difference between the prospecting license and mining right license. You know, there's a bit of a confusion on the two, and our listeners will appreciate the distinction on these two. Also touch on the difference between uh, illegal mining. I learned earlier that we shouldn't even be calling that it that anymore. Uh, the difference between illegal mining and small-scale mining uh, for the benefit of our listeners. Thank you again for the question. Look, with prospecting right, we are talking about a, a right that was introduced in terms of Section 16 of the MPRDA, mm. the act that I just referred to in the beginning. So that, that, that right is only meant for searching for minerals. Mm -hmm. So which means once, if you have got a prospecting right, you want to search for minerals. You don't know where the minerals are, mm. but you just want to up the confidence. Mm -hmm. There are stages that you need to, to implement during prospecting stage mm -hmm. or a method, method that you need to use. Yeah. Like drilling, uh, mapping, desktop. And, and so those are the phases of, 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 of prospecting that you need to do. But it's only meant for searching for minerals. Mm. So w when you are happy, you are saying, no, I, I've built my mineral ca minerals case here. I've found the minerals. Now the law says you have got automatic right to apply for mining right in the area where you have prospected. Yeah. So with the results that you might we would have achieved from prospecting stage, those re, those results then now inform the the mining right application. So that is the difference. Yeah. With prospecting right, we are searching for minerals. With mining right, it's a full scale mining. Yeah, yeah. So you're busy operating. You're already operating. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know, how can people reach your offices in, in the province for more information on, on uh, participation in the mining sector? Because there is an interest. Look, uh, again, our, our, our legislation, MPRDA, mm -hmm. we've got Section 104 that, 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 that uh, offers uh, the preferent rights for communities. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone is welcome. We're at 41 Smith Drift, uh, uh, Telcom Building in Kimberley. Mm -hmm. uh, we have got our, uh, the open door policy. Everybody is welcome. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't necessarily need to make an appointment where a public uh, uh, office. Mm. So, whoever wants to apply for a mining license or who wants, who wants advice, and then our doors are open, and then we will be assisting. Is there a website? Are you on the socials? Because uh, some some uh, people want uh, to connect with you on the socials. As a department, I I, I think I know we have got a Twitter uh, page, and yeah. we also have a, a Facebook page also. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, thank you for uh, making the time to come and talk to us today. Thank you, KG. Thank you. Uh, that's, thank, you very much. Uh, thank you. The Deputy Director, uh, Mineral Laws and Ad Administration in the uh, DMRE, Mboneni Kevin uh, Mutewana, Smith Street here in Kimberley, is where you will find their offices. And as you heard, they have an open door.